1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Yeah. the by insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken River down to Pier 17.
2: Can we just say best halftime performance ever? Sure. I mean,
0: sure. Me, I mean, I don't care about sure. the halftime performance almost at all tell you the truth. Huh? Why not? What, yeah. what are you talking about I don't like I don't what are you talking I don't go about? I don't go to what? concerts and stuff period I don't care if I want to listen what? to music I put it on Did you watch it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> what? But you like you're a hip hop enthusiast. Like how do you not
2: how does yeah, that Yeah, because not-
0: because it is it's definitely a moment where you feel like okay Culture has moved enough now that this can be the halftime show, and it was finally obviously, By the way, it was obviously superior, but, but I prefer hip hop to other kinds of music for the most part. So of course, I'm going to like it more. So it was good and everything. I, you know, I was I was happy about it, but it's not like I'm not. I don't get geeked I'm up about the commercials and, and halftime show like everyone. No, no, I don't, no, I, no, I don't
3: get recognize. geeked up about the the commercials either. But if they're playing and I'm watching, it's cool. And then this particular halftime show. When you start talking about what I identify with, I identify with West Coast music, okay, the musicians on the West Coast. You throw Mary in there because she was part of Aftermath, or you throw Eminem in there even though he's from Detroit and 50 is from the East Coast, but they're all part of Aftermath. So you're going to dial in different than if it was Bon Jovi. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Prince was one that I remember back in the Miami – because of purple rain, it was raining. You you look at that sort of stuff and you go, or you got the Janet, Timberlake. Those are the ones that to yep. me catch my eye. Yeah. I hear you. I yeah, mean like I got The I get Janet get it.
2: one did catch your eye, didn't it? Everyone loved the Prince <laughs> show. Okay, fine. I barely remember a
3: halftime. Shows. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Grow up.
1: <laughs>
3: and not only and not only that, you were grown. You ain't never seen that before, boy. See, Come
2: on now. He, he's the grown and the boy at the same time. It sets you up for
0: it. As usual, by the way, Chris Rock, I thought, had the best (laughs) uh, commentary on that whole situation, but it's not repeatable on a family show. Um, Yeah. I was was happy about the halftime show. I found it. I I was happy about it. Let's put it that way. Okay. You know, I'm just. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, so is is L.A. Where's L.A. moving in the the sports arena in terms of top sports cities now that we got a football championship after having a basketball (laughs) two years ago? And baseball. And a baseball two years ago? Stupid. I mean, yeah, by the I way, if, L- that was happen if
0: LA is title town, like it could have been, remember a couple years back, like is Cleveland going to be, it's, it's, it's more fun when it's LA, <laughs> you know, let's be honest about it. Um, so we are presented by progressive insurance. As I mentioned, Heineken Riverdeck Pier 17. That's where we're coming from. The Rams all in approach worked, though. You like, you talk about even the Dodgers, they knew when to make key trades that resulted in a World Series. The Rams did the same sort of thing. They won the Super Bowl. They, let's not forget what was on the line for Stafford. You can't lose in your first playoff game. McVay and, and Les Snead, right? Like, you went all in. You got to the Super Bowl. Now you best win it. They did, right? And And think about this for a second. Two consecutive years, that's what happened. A team that was because the Bucks were a little different. They only had seven wins. But Jameis threw for 5,000-plus yards. He threw a lot of touchdowns, too. Just threw a lot of interceptions. Mm-hmm. Goff did his thing. He went to two Pro Bowls, right? But he not good enough. They replaced those guys, the younger kind of quarterbacks finding their way, with Tom Brady, the GOAT, and veteran Matthew Stafford. And then that attri- – Tom Brady went out and got Gronk and, and Antonio Brown, and, and they got Leonard Fournette. Like, same thing with the Rams. Odell Beckham Jr., and they went in their second and third round picks on Von Miller. It worked, guys. That's two years in a row, home Super Bowl by a team that went all in, starting with a veteran quarterback. Here's Stafford on if he thought he'd ever reach this moment. (laughs)
4: I love playing this game. I love playing this game for the competition, for the uh, for the relationships, you know, for the hard times, you know, for the good times, all of it. This game can teach us so much as people. I get to go to work with people from all walks of life, come together and go for one, you know, one goal. And for 12 years, that goal wasn't reached. It tore me up inside, but I knew I could keep playing and, and try to find a way. You know, the fact that we reached that goal today is uh, is so special.
3: Yeah, you, you know, it, it is special. And I understand exactly what Matthew Stafford is talking about. You know, having played in the NFL for a long time, the one thing that I did not want to do was in my career without having won a Super Bowl championship. And I think when you look at what Matthew Stafford went through in Detroit and the way he was viewed in Detroit, then he goes, it comes to L.A. and wins a championship in his first year because the Rams certainly felt this, that he was – going to be the answer for them to get over the top. Do I think that they could have gotten back to a Super Bowl eventually with Jared Goff? I personally do, but Sean McVay's job would have been that much harder. And I think when you look back at situations, Matthew Stafford has 45 fourth quarter comeback wins in his career, including the playoffs that Jared Goff can't do that. And Jared Goff probably wouldn't have done that. So it's satisfying for me as a fan of sports to see a guy kind of check that box. You know, you don't ever want to go through an entire career, playoffs, uh, uh, not winning a Super Bowl, getting all the other accolades, Pro Bowls, a bunch of numbers, but yet and still, you've never won a Super Bowl because that'll be a stain on your career. You look at some guys' careers that don't build up the numbers, Jay, but they got the championship rings. Mm Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, that's the champion. No one ever walks around and says, oh, that's the statistical champion. Nope.
2: And, Kim, so it had me last night, it had me thinking because I'm like, all right. It, it's funny. I, w- I was talking to, to Gronk and Tony Gonzalez out in L.A. during this event, and we were talking about how teams are reloading, and it reminds me like the NFL, right? And I was like, so uh, in the NBA where it's like free agency and what Tampa Bay was able to do two years ago in that game, being in Tampa Bay, and then all of a sudden this year with the Rams and how they've reloaded with talent – And I'm thinking, oh, Arizona next year, like, could it be they try with Zach Ertz and with JJ Watt and with, you know, all these guys and AJ Green? It just didn't pan out. But, like, what is a team next year where a couple of guys can come on board and all of a sudden it could just, it hits, man. It hits and these teams can be formed. Like, I was even joking with Gronk. I'm like, could that be Buffalo for you, Gronk? Like, could you go be a Bill? And what could that team be with you and Josh Allen and all the pieces around you? So, like,
0: I think that's the next thing the that we're tight talking end about part? here, You're right? The GOAT tight end party? How you, Gonzalez and, and Gronk? <laughs> it was. It was. How do they how, was how do the advertise that party? one? The GOAT tight end party.
2: <laughs> but it was just crazy to start thinking about that next year as you see all these new formations that are being put together and how players are looking at it. And even, even hearing Gronk say, I'm just going to wait to see what happens, what movement goes where, and then if I want to make that decision, I'll pick the right spot. Mm.
3: Well, the, the difference in that sort of stuff, though, is Matthew Stafford didn't pick the spot. They picked him magically. I don't know how that happened because – Cabo Jacuzzis. It, it, he somehow surfaced in the same jacuzzi with <laughs> Sean McVay. But I don't know how they just appeared. It's, hey, we're at the resort. Every cocktail's on me. Hey, is your name, Matthew Stafford. You, you play quarterback, right? Would you like to play quarterback for me? So they decided – Mm-hmm. to get in front of the Indianapolis Colts that was trying to make a play for Matthew Stafford as well. And, and Sean McVay knew it. He, he You got to say him and Les Snead knew it, that he was the better option for this season rather than Jared Goff. And I feel bad for Jared Goff. I really do because the last thing you want to see is a guy doing what you couldn't do. And it makes, you know, it's just like, dang, you couldn't even get it done, dog.
0: You know, I – It's funny because Detroit's an underrated city. I want to say Detroit's one of my favorite cities, totally underrated, and I can go on a whole long list of how great Detroit is and why. However, that's a great city. However, could you imagine you're playing in Detroit for a perennial last place team, basically, and it turns out that this young whippersnapper, offensive genius guy out in L.A. of all towns (laughs) realizes that's who I need. Like, I just, that would really, we could win a Super Bowl, risks everything to bring you to Los Angeles, where anything less than a Super Bowl win is a failure, but a win is the greatest success, and you get it done in L.A.? In year one. In year Year one. one. So now it's gravy time. No one can tell you anything now. Everyone knew the Rams were going to Cooper Cup on the final drive. That's where Stafford was going to look, right? That wasn't even in the game. Yet the Bengals couldn't stop it. We'll tell you why next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Here's the snap. Here's the knee. The Bengals will not call a timeout. The sidelines empty. Rings for the Rams. A Lombardi trophy for Los Angeles on their home field in Super Bowl 56. The Los Angeles Rams are world
3: champions.
0: Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel Lady, your smart speakers. Speaking of smart speakers, we are joined. Hey, it's pretty good. Come on, Neek. That's
4: pretty good. That's good. That's that's like I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. You out here laying down bars early in the morning. I see words. What's up, Neek, baby? What's happening, dog? How you doing? You out there? You went to the game?
3: No, no, man. I I have family. You know, I couldn't go to the game because all my kids. And, oh, yeah. And it's just too much. Yeah. You, you know, I don't to want to stand in line three to... hours to get into a stadium <laughs> I feel and you. another three to get out of it. I'm good. I watch man, it all You TV. won a
0: Super Bowl, too. I, uh, <laughs> it's a different experience going there having already got one. Dominique yeah. Foxworth is giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. He knows no other way. No contract, no compromise. Neek, first, just like pick his takeaway from the game. Aaron Donald. They
4: stole an M V P trophy from that man. I'm with you. <laughs> he was like the final drive, Cooper Cup made a bunch of incredible plays. But those plays were no no more important than the plays that Aaron Donald made in the final drive and the rest of the plays that he made in that game. That Rams defense was outstanding. That's gonna be one of the things that I remember from this game. And also, Matt Stafford threw a no look pass on the biggest drive of his life. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Moxie or <laughs> yeah, that's something the word. else. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the appropriate word that we could use on the radio for what it is when you throw no-look passes on the most important drive of your life. So, yeah, the yeah. game was incredible. What else did I take away? The rock was kind of weird. That That kind of threw me off. Like yeah, I, at, the really the game, at the beginning of the game, when the Rock came out and was trying to get everybody pumped, you want like, Michael
0: Buffer? Like who do you? Who do you
4: want? <laughs> Nobody. Like the, the the lead up to the Super Bowl is already like a week long, and they did like four introductions every time I I looked at the screen, they're like, and now we are ready for the game. We got the Black National Anthem, we got the National Anthem, we got God Bless America, we got this, we got that, and then we finally go to commercial. We come back and I'm, I see the guys on the field. I'm like, we're about to play. Then we see the Rock out there in two different reds yelling and talking pretty about good, though. you smell what he, what he cooking. Hey, it's pretty Nick, good, though.
3: Nick, let me ask you a question. Man, as a defender, right, you played defensive back and you covered receivers and did those things. And this is my interpretation of Cooper Cup and the respect level that he gets from defensive coordinators. I'm not even going to blame it on the guys who's covering. I'm going to blame it on the defensive coordinators that are out there. Why does it seem to me that there's a lack of respect for his ability as a football player to do things to you that you don't want done so you decide in certain situations to allow free access in the red zone. Nobody touches him. He runs a speed corner route, six-pack, and then at the end of the game, he takes a bite out of an apple because you decide, hey, He's not Randy Moss or Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson or Keyshawn Johnson, so we're not going to double him on a fade route. We're not going to vice him. Why is that?
4: Yeah, I, so I think there's an obvious bias that exists there. Like, we we could, we could tiptoe around if we want to.
3: I'm not tiptoeing.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know you're not, but I, I mean, most people do. But I think part of it is the way he looks. Like, his, his complexion makes you think that he don't – or makes some people think he don't got the moves that he has. People but, sleep on you if you're a bad white boy. Let's be honest. <laughs> I know all about it. <laughs> oh but I do – I also think that it was partially about what the Bengals were capable of doing in that game. So they ran man coverage a little bit early on, and they got cooked. Every time they went man, Odell was burning them. Then o- Odell gets hurt, and they end up doing a lot more zone. That final drive is like cover three, cover four, then cover three, cover three, cover three, and then cover one in, like, the red zone. And when you're in those type of zone coverages, you can't do much to like lean to a player like Cooper Cup because P- Cooper will play in a slot. He'll play on the right side. He'll play on the left side. They move them all around, and I think that's what it came down to. They had no faith in their ability to play man coverage elsewhere, which made that minute so meant they could not double team Cooper Cup.
2: Nick, your ability to do your job is so professional. <laughs> Because the fact that you're able to answer that question, I still couldn't get over the fact that Key put his same name <laughs> in the sentence with Randy Moss, and he did it so nonchalantly. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, Randy Moss, myself, Keyshawn Johnson.
5: <laughs> what,
3: what am I supposed what am I supposed to say though, Jay, when I know my ability and what people did to take me out of games? What am I supposed to say? Okay. Facts are facts. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, I can put my name, I could put my name with Randy Moss's, and I can put my name with Kelvin Johnson's and Julio Jones's. Because I knew my ability and I knew what people did to take me out in situations like that. I so mean, yes, Jay, I, I put can. my name
0: with Cooper Cup just now. So I think he's to, <laughs> you know, he's allowed. Hey it, it, it wasn't it, a slight. It wasn't a slight
3: hey, <laughs> I, just, I, I, didn't just say, I didn't say it was a slight, but <sighs> I'm I'm certainly going to mention myself because I played that position. Oh
4: man, yes. I, I appreciate that. Like okay. I think that some people might. Wait for somebody else to throw your name in there because because I, <laughs> no, I was getting ready no. to do it. I was getting ready to do it. I thought you was gonna no. stop after Carol no. Johnson. I, then I was gonna be like, and you, Keisha. my man Keyshawn. No. But, but you hey, were like, I don't hey, need hey, no help. I so,
3: Neek. That's the difference between me and some of the other people that you work with. I keep it one hundred. I'm authentic.
4: You. I feel you, <laughs> Tevin Campbell, leading us in. That's why I love Sometimes doing Sometimes
0: if you don't toot your own horn, there's no music. Neek, he didn't know you were about to.
4: Yeah, I mean, I he was setting me up. I was about to give it to him, but he don't need me to. And we all know it's true
3: so where's Matthew Stafford at now what where's his legacy he
4: where he was his yesterday deal? like I mean he's Super Bowl champion that's awesome he didn't get the MVP which is a rarity I feel like for a quarterback um he's had a, a pretty impressive career and an interesting run here in uh in LA and he won a Super Bowl I think he's going to be remembered as a, being a lot better quarterback than he actually was because he has incredible like big numbers and we're going to remember this last run and the no-look pass for the touchdown, game-winning drive. We're going to remember all that, and I think the further we get away from this game, we're going to talk about Matt Stafford like he was one of the greats of his
0: time when I don't think he but maybe, was. But, Neek, I think that's the point. Maybe he was like any team sport, but he hmm. won in the right situation to show it.
4: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: I mean,
2: I think
4: the situation in, in um, Detroit obviously was not perfect, but I – I find it hard to believe that a number one overall pick like Matt Stafford, like he had no postseason success. Like I'm not trying to rain on the man's parade day won a Super Bowl. Like that was awesome. But I do – I guess I'm reacting preemptively to some of the stuff that I've seen out there already where we acted like Matt Stafford did that thing. No, he was a good quarterback on an incredible team that got three Hall of Famers on defense and Cooper Cup is on his way too.
3: Let me ask you this though because I was talking to to, – Max and his sidekick Jay. Now you got me going, Jay. Um, did not even do anything. See you, you, you. When when you get me going, I'll just I'll light I'll light a match on your ass. But look, um, <laughs>
0: that's a two time player, player. Let me let
3: me uh, let me ask you this though. So if I took and I told them this earlier. So if I took Matthew Stafford and and let's just clear our minds and I put him with the Rams, for instance, and he was going to playoff games. You know, and they would get bounced in a wild card or divisional round, and then they miss. And he had the same numbers that he had in Detroit. And then all of a sudden, he gets Sean McVay, and he wins a Super Bowl. Do we look at that different for him? Or is Detroit so stained that we can't get that out of our mind?
4: I mean, I I think that the Detroit stain is hard for us to get out of our mind. But I I think that um, people who – Watch those games. Understand that Matt Stafford was not good enough to overcome whatever issues there were in Detroit, but he also was part of the problem in Detroit. Like he had a lot of comebacks in Detroit, but he also had a lot of early game interceptions that put them in that situation. He's an above-average quarterback that got in the perfect
0: situation wanna, and balled out. I want to like I want to focus right there because I hear what you're saying, Neek. I, I do think Stafford is a fascinating case because he's the number one overall pick, and you could see. The arm talent, like he was always like, top five arm talent in the league, always. Sometimes top three arm talent in the league. But he's in Detroit. So I know what you mean. Eyeball test, he's not Favre Elway, right? Where if you took the championships away, we think of them a little yeah, different, right? right? But he's, so, like, I think we have him pegged, right? He's, yeah. but, but he's in the Hall of Fame now, right? After that, he has all those touchdowns, all those yards, all the arm talent, and now a Super Bowl to go with it. Yeah, he's probably
4: going to go. I mean, he's going to go. There's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame. Um, I guess I don't think about him the way that I think about um, some of those guys, like the guys who have gone in re- recently, like Peyton Manning, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think about him like that, but he won a Super Bowl. That was the one thing left on the resume. Well, I guess the one thing left was get a playoff win, so he did that this year. He also won a Super Bowl this year, so sure, go ahead, Hall of Fame. Everybody gets a bus.
2: What are your th- <laughs> uh, no, he thinking?
4: Kept- <laughs> Everybody gets a car. He kept
0: throwing. He kept refusing to accept his fate against Tom Brady, against Uh, Joe Burrow. I was very impressed with the way he held it down this playoff.
2: Let's talk about fate for a second. What are your thoughts on OBJ?
0: I mean, it was painful, man. Like, I love
4: seeing him. I think most of us love seeing him get there and start balling out again. And I love the beginning of this game. He was doing his thing. And then when he grabbed his knee and went down, like, that was crushing. And then to see him, like, it seemed like they were tears of joy, but there was some pain mixed in there at the end. I think he's a free agent (laughs) after this year, so, like, I hate to see a guy be pulled out of the biggest game of his career, but also I hate to see a guy's money mess with, and both of those things happened to that guy last night. So
2: yeah, I was gonna say, what do you, What happens moving forward?
4: I mean, he came back from the last knee injury and still was impressive. So I think somebody's gonna pay him, but it's not the same knee. Yeah, but right. not at the level. I mean, he's gonna get. It repaired again, I assume, but not at the level that I think he deserves. But last night yeah. was an awesome night and a in a fun caught, game to watch. Caught the first touchdown. He of was the Super on, Bowl. he was on track to be the
3: yeah, MVP. He was. His <laughs> damn yeah, self. Was on, he was for sure on track. Nick, did they actually say what the injury was? Nah, no, haven't heard. I don't think we they could just it. assume, right? Based yeah. on we've seen that kind of reaction many times over, and I it's a crazy thing because I have been. Man, I've been texting with the dude. We were going back and forward over the last couple of days. It just texting, just you know, just about being in the Super Bowl and life and just all of those sort of things. And when that happened to him, as soon as I saw it, you know how I react to stuff, yeah. Max. I'm like, God, you know, <laughs> and it is just one of those deals. Yeah. I think the Rams keep him though. I think the Rams they like him. He likes obviously living in L. A. Um,
0: it's a great the, situation for it's him. A great, Keith.
3: great situation for him. I don't. I don't see him moving. I mean, you know, he won't ever make the $20 million a year again, but it'll be something where he's happy and satisfied because they gave him the opportunity to kind of rebuild a reputation that people like Jay-Will put out there about him. <laughs> <laughs> On Are social you're so media. Sensitive. <laughs> on social media. I, I uh, told you you what hey I, I told you I'm gonna light Why your are you ass up. This from so here on out. So, I'm gonna, Me, gonna light up the same reaction. I'm, I'm going the to light you, you up. <laughs> I'm gonna light you up the rest of the show. You got it, Randy. You
0: got it. Oh, oh, the, 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 you the crazy thing man. about Odell too is uh. he was bracketed basically his whole career, yeah. right? Now this year, especially in this game, uh. they have to worry about Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to put at best your second best guy on Odell yeah. Beckham. He's going to eat. Yeah. He might have wind up with three touchdowns in this game. Like, you know, I, I, I thought I, I agree. I looked at this game like, oh, pardon me. This may be lopsided yeah. until he got hurt. Yeah. Wouzier is their best best corner, but they don't really have like a Ramsey type
4: guy. So you kind of did the offense. When it's that case, the offense determines the matchup. Like, you can put your guy wherever and determine who's going to cover him because they don't follow him around. So they were putting him in the left slot and putting Cup wide on the right side, and he was getting hit. Um, Hilton in the slot, and it was like, that ain't fair. <laughs> and then they running crossing routes with a guy, like I I don't know. I mean, no, no matter, the thing about Odell Beckham is he reminds me of Tyreek Hill in that he has the straight-ahead speed and the quickness, which is a tough thing to cover in man coverage, and they were trying it early on, and he was running away from dudes. It was, he was about to have 150, 60,
0: two or three touchdowns. The game. I don't think the game would have been close because that's when their offense stopped moving. Can't Something take like it away from hockey. him though. Yeah. He sco- he caught the first touchdown in the Super Bowl for the winning team. He did it, and like he nailed he- the moonwalk and cleats, moonwalk. which I didn't oh. think he could do leeks. that.
4: I didn't think you would do moonwalk moonwalking what? cleats. That was the play yeah, of the game. Can, it was like two hundred thousand no, dollars cleats, it. by the way.
3: No, you can get it. You, you can get it in cleats. Oh, the, you remember? The, you know, the cleats only got the first the uh, the one stud in the front. Yeah, he only got the toe. That's all. You know, I can't all moonwalk. The rest of the I can't. I the can't moonwalk, moonwalk is hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. I can't
4: moonwalk in <laughs> slides, let alone cleats. You can hit the moonwalk, Can I? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh man. Well,
0: oh, back in the day, yeah. I had and moonwalk out? You know, hey, Electric Nick, I thought booking, I was bro. a
3: little Michael Jackson back in the day, man. <laughs> Nick, yeah.
2: Nick, can Randy Moss moonwalk in
3: cleats? I just. <laughs> Just, it's a follow-up question. You, hey, now, hey, you, are hey, really hey, you are asking hey, for it. <laughs> I ain't say I was Randy Moss. I know I know what level I played at, but you got doubled. Big but games, bro, it was doubling. Look, coming after, the, after the break. I don't want to take any personal shots here. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> you know, can little J.J. Later, Reddick hit a free throw? Don't get me started. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. Woo. Hey, he didn't
0: get two-time now. A little, so little player later in here. the show, Jay honest. is going to tell you why he's like Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay, we Okay, just a little bit later in the show. Who are you? I already told you. Uh, who are you? Just a bad white boy. You okay, you
4: Cooper best. Cup. He's, that's yeah, right. He's the guy that, guy that elevated Tom
0: Brady's career. That's, I saw that's him, right. Him, I'm M- the motivation yes, for Tom yes, Brady's career. True. What, more do, what, what more do you want? You want me to bring him out of retirement? I'm considering it. All right, look. Thank you, Nick has been great. Appreciate you. All right, Nick. As always, we've talked about Aaron Donald. Nick just said MVP of the Super Bowl. I agree. But what about another key member of the Rams championship? Tune in to the ESPN Daily podcast, which brings you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. All right, time for key observations.
1: Number one.
0: Number
3: one, Sean McVay. When you look at Sean McVay, he is not retiring to go take television. Why would you retire at 36 (laughs) years old to go into TV when you certainly can be chasing Bill Belichick at some point in time to become one of the greatest uh, coaches in NFL history? I understand the allure. I understand the comparisons to a guy who once was in television that was his mentor. But you and I both know he is not going anywhere other than back into the lab and getting ready for the combine so he can run this thing back again.
1: Number two.
3: This was a huge week for the Rams on and off the field. The Rams win the championship, no question about it. But think about it this way. There's a guy named Van Jefferson at the receiver position, just had a a child last night. OBJ is expecting one, and Taylor Rapp gets married. Unbelievable, not married, engaged, I'm sorry, on his way to being married. He scored again. He outkicked his coverage with that one. Number three. Can the Bengals be a threat for a long time to come in the National Football League? I believe so, but they certainly must do some things. Sure up that offensive line. Jonas Williams was their best tackle at the left, left tackle spot out of Alabama from the California area, then the secondary. They've got to figure out what to do with some of that because they can't play with Eli Apple out there, allowing people to just bunny hop him week in and week out.
1: Number four.
3: I would say that we talked about it earlier. Here's my voice. I would say the best halftime show ever, ever, was led by Dr. Dre. It was was so crazy. The big board that he had was white. I had no idea it was functional. You know the risk that he took, mm-hmm. putting that thing together in a five minute in five minutes for a show that he conducted with some of the top talent in the hip hop community. Unbelievable, Jay Will. Unbelievable.
1: Mm-hmm. Number five.
3: Now I'm a I'm a harp on this as long as far as I can go. The officials in the football game, the zebras, the stripes. They respected Cooper Cup more than the Bengals defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is Cooper Cup is so good. When you are a good player in sports, Jay, you can't be touched. People can't breathe on you without a foul being called or a flag mm-hmm. being thrown. The fact that they touch Cooper Cup, the ref said, uh, "Holding <laughs> number fifty-five of the Bengals." Not like. That doesn't happen unless you're a star. He got the respect of the officials, who, which eventually led to a touchdown to win the game.
0: Yeah, he did. And and when you think about the officiating guys, you think, I think, these are good observations. We get to make – I have all week to talk about this. But when you think about Shyam the officiating – yeah, st- I can they even asked that
2: They like, come on, man. stayed
0: out of the way all game, even Until to the point in. where that T. Higgins face mask – that was like, I mean, it was blatant on TV, right? But at, at no call there. They didn't see it, I guess. Key, how
3: do you not make that call on that play? Well, you didn't you couldn't you couldn't see I'm it. Sure. It just looked like it looked like uh T kinda grabbed around, like kinda was pulling his arm to get in front of Jalen Ramsey. You can't tell that the helmet happened because it it's so everything is moving so fast, and it wasn't like he held on to it and pulled it. He just kinda, His head did snap, though, Keith. Yeah, but that's in fast motion, and that referee yeah. that's chasing from behind can't see exactly what's going on. His body—I <laughs> mean, his eyes are being shielded by T. Higgins' body. No that hundred percent, it led to the catch because it threw it threw Ramsey right past him. Yeah, of course, but that but that doesn't mean that the ref didn't think that he was swimming through him, no. which yeah. he is allowed to do as a receiver. To swim through him to go and get the football. Nevertheless, now,
0: that's a that was a big miss, Keith. Now then, at the uh, end, yeah, it no, been it, a pick, a, it was it was
3: you know, you a know yeah. I don't know if it'd have been a pick or not because yeah, he was, he would have got it at the highest level. T T Higgins about six six man. Yeah, hard to
0: say who yeah, what the, that would be, but we, like we wouldn't ball have been that. Under, the ball was underthrown. I agree. Now. So so but but now at now the game's going to be decided and it's. Flag, 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 flag. It's like it's constant, including – and I was looking at Jeff Schwartz, the the retired offensive lineman's uh, Twitter, and he had a picture – he had video that he'd retweeted on a false start, right? Like you're talking about an offensive lineman jumping, right? And on that same play for the Rams, and on that same play, they called defensive holding – You know, like, uh, that should have never happened in the first place. And on top of that, defensive holding was ticky-tack.
3: No, it's not ticky-tack. I'll say it again. Some of us get calls in professional sports that, you know, when you do certain things like Randy Moss, Keyshawn Johnson, (laughs) you know, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, you get those calls. When you don't expect them, and they just Cooper like you, Cup. and they see you, in mm-hmm. Cooper Cup It's like, oh, we like Cooper Cup. He's our guy. Well, and they just go boom. It was when, also, you ball, when you ball out, Evan, that's what they do. They well, help you. Well, it was also they put a linebacker on him in the slot, and I said it pre-snap. I looked at the linebacker. I'm like, how's a linebacker going to cover Cooper Cup here on third down? And it was almost like the
1: officials had the same thought and yep. threw the flag mm-hmm. because they expected a holding there because they didn't think that – uh, Wilson, the linebacker the could cover, linebacker could cover I Cooper Cooper. I think
0: that's a great point. It's not even like they're looking like, oh, we got our eye on this now. So if it was a little ticky tack, they're not gonna miss that one. Let's put it that way. Cooper you've got to Yeah, but, but, Cuff, but, but that just goes
3: it. to show you the what I was talking about being uh egregious from the defensive coordinating standpoint of the Cincinnati Bengals. You didn't even go into dime or nickel personnel on third down. Yeah. You decided to leave a linebacker on the field because you don't even respect the fact that that's Cooper Cup, but the officials mm-hmm. do. With no you Odell know? Beckham in the game. Odell you know, Jay, is out of the game. Sometimes you get calls, Jay, you know. Some, sometimes, sometimes it
2: happens, do, key.
0: Man. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> Go ahead that. and preach it, brother. Go ahead and preach it. Did, were you did you get calls when you won the national title when you were two-time player of the year? <laughs> I'm not in that same conversation. I'm just, you know, I'm just taking <laughs> Oh, look at that. They gave Carlos
3: Boozer. They gave you the to the boom? Why do you get so sensitive?
0: Yeah. JJ got called. Sensitive. I think one of the things with Cooper Cup to be really is also that was a team where you had him and Robert Woods for the longest, and they both would put up numbers. Like if you play draft, you know, like you play Daily Fantasy, mm, yeah. you know, like uh, I don't know, can I take Cup this week? Because what if it's Woods' turn who gets more targets? And so I think when you start that way and that goes on for a couple of years, even if you're the lead receiver – When that other guy isn't there and all of a sudden you're putting up all world, you know, amazing historical numbers, people's brains still have to catch up to that to realize, no, no, this dude is elite, elite. No, but but like Dominique said
3: a while ago when he was on with, not a while ago, a little while ago when he was on with us, sometimes the skin color plays a, a part in the way. Oh, for sure that you are perceived. He's 6'2", 215, man, and can run, can get in and out of breaks and everything. But the first thing they do is they think he is a small little white receiver
0: and not no realize doubt. a dude do really good. By the way, on the Bucks, what's his name? Scotty Miller. Like, he's the burner on that team, right? Like, he, there are some guys who get typecast. Everyone gets. There are times where people get stereo, you know, typecast. Um, we've seen the host win the Super Bowl now. Two straight years. Never happened before. Now it happened two straight years. If it's going to happen three years in a row, a lot of things need to be fixed in the desert. That's next. Keyshawn mm. J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Mm.
1: The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast.
3: now we have kyler
0: murray he doesn't follow the cardinals anymore if you are part of the cardinals organization what are you thinking right now
1: we've given this dude everything that he needed to be successful if he hadn't been successful
0: that's a him problem why would you not follow your team that you play for on social media man people trying to tell me
2: we just want to know, Kyler. Like We people, want to know.
0: I love people trying to tell me, oh, that doesn't mean anything that he unfollowed the card. <laughs> Hold up. What universe are we living in? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio.
2: <laughs> uh, Yates, yeah, you're a fool. You playing this jam too?
0: Time for a little A to Z, gentlemen. <laughs> so we're going to get back to the Super Bowl, but two years in a row, Super Bowl champion won in its home stadium. So... Will the Arizona Cardinals make it three in a row? Oh, think about how they started off two years ago, very hot Till Kyler got banged up. Last year, they looked like the best team in football through a lot of the year, right? They take another step forward. They got to fix some things if that's going to happen. Because Kyler Murray scrubbed all Cardinals mentions and unfollowed his team on social media platforms. ESPN's Chris Mortensen reports that Kyler feels like he's being made the scapegoat for Arizona's last season swoon in playoff exit. While the Cardinals worry, Murray is self-centered, immature, And one who points fingers, sources told Mort. Here's Key last week on Birds and Gambo and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports ninety eight seven on Kyler Murray. From what I
3: hear is that he sometimes can be a little stubbornish and little bratty at times. And when he doesn't get his way, he can you know
0: he can kind of jump up and down, basically. How do the Cardinals fix this issue with Kyler, Key?
3: I I don't know how they fix it. I mean, I'm sure they're going to work on it, but I don't think that in that building they're convinced that he is the guy long-term moving forward for them, and I mean long-term beyond next year, and we'll see. I mean, he doesn't like the way that they've been dealing with him and handling his situation, and, you know, he has a unique personality. And and when I say kind of, you know, pouty and – you know, stubborn and jumping up and down. He wants to take his ball and go home when it doesn't work out the way that he wants it to work out. And that's just been the case, I guess, with Kyler Murray throughout his college career. And now we're seeing it resurface again with the Cardinals.
2: Just feel like you have issues with somebody like your team, your franchise, go tell them what the issues are. Talk. I mean, instead of making it public and getting everybody to react to it by unfollowing everybody, You know, like anybody in 2022 knows that when you unfoul somebody, that's going to be a really big thing that people are going to report on. Like you're trained to think this way. So I, I just don't understand why all the added drama when it could just be handled internally.
0: Well, and Dan Graziano brought up his theories like this is just a theory, but like maybe, you know, they're talking contract. He heard something he didn't like because otherwise it's a real bad look. And I'll tell you why. If he balled out, but the team looked bad in the playoffs around him, that's one thing. He looked like, Key, I think you said it, a deer in headlights, right? Like in, in his in his first playoff appearance. So let's be honest. It's a bad look to look that way and then turn around and point finger at the team. Uh, Packers are uh, prepared to push the limits of the salary cap this year and beyond to entice Rodgers to return. The speculation about Rodgers, four-time now MVP and back-to-back winner of the award, continues. Here's Shefty, Adam Schefter, on how the Packers are planning to attack this offseason with Rodgers.
5: The Green Bay Packers are prepared
0: to go all in to keep Aaron Rodgers. And yes, they're over the salary cap, but they're prepared to spend into future years to do whatever they have to do to keep Aaron Rodgers this year. If that means giving Aaron Rodgers the extension, if that means signing Devontae Adams, if that means bringing in other players, if that means hurting their cap in future years, they're willing, ready, and able to do whatever it takes to further entice Aaron Rodgers to remain in
3: Green Bay. And they should. They, he he gives them the best chance to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. It's his best chance to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. He knows the offense. He knows the players. And look, he should be the highest paid player in the, in the history of the National Football League. He should eclipse Patrick Mahomes by a mile. There's no question about it. I think a lot of people would look and say, well, He's not getting what he wants. Well, now he is getting what he wants. They're willing to do whatever it is. They made the marriage work this past season. Continue to make it work. He shouldn't think about leaving and going to Denver or Tennessee. I understand, but this is the best place for him to get back to the Super Bowl. There's no question about it.
2: Look, I'm I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers leveraging the situation to become the highest paid quarterback. Uh, You know, MVPs or out the Yi Gang. He brings that cachet to a team, and I, I think it's becoming more reasonable. The more and more time that passes by, you're thinking it just feels like Green Bay is it. I know Denver
0: is seen to be as an option, but it seems like it's Green it's Bay. It's an indictment of Jordan Love, if you ask me. You don't go on otherwise. Okay, then there's the Indianapolis Colts quarterback merry-go-round. Colts want to go in, are going to go into next season with a six different quarterback to start Week Six. Sorry, Week One in the last six seasons. Here's Chris Mortensen on what he's hearing about incumbent Carson Wentz.
1: For Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts, it looks bleak. Yes, the Colts did not give him support uh, verbally after the season, said that uh, they weren't guaranteeing him anything. Well, right now it looks bleak, and by March 18th, he'll probably be traded or released. That's when his $15 million of his base salary is guaranteed. So for Carson Wentz and the Colts, it looks like it was a one-year marriage that went wrong.
3: I think when you go back and you look at Jim Ursay from a couple of weeks ago, talk about quarterbacks and in, in, in winning with guys that can help you win. That was the that was the end period for Carson
0: Wentz right there. He was it was doomsday. If Car- if you're relying on Carson Wentz to be a nice game manager, what's the point in having Carson Wentz? That's not what he does. And if he can't give you the top end stuff anymore, why do you have him? Told everyone three years ago, he was playing poorly, no one wanted to hear me, and now he's out of a second job, it looks like. Back to the Super Bowl, guys, and how the Rams went all in and hit the jackpot. That's coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast.